This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Jobber. Jobber is your business's command center. The easy-to-use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Go check them out at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com slash jobber to receive 20% off your first six months. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julia Tomei, and this is episode number 192, entitled Working Through Adversity. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course, for those questions, the comments, and the feedback that you guys have been sending through. Like I said, I really do appreciate you guys taking the time to do that, as well as for those of you who have taken the time out to leave one of those all-important items iTunes reviews. Like I said in the past, it's the single most important thing you can do for the podcast. It helps uh, give the show that social proof. It uh, lets you tell the world uh, the value that you find in these episodes that I release each and every week over the past four years. Uh, So you can uh, just see how important uh, those reviews are for just uh, spreading the word uh, on the podcast and letting people know that you truly do find value in those episodes. If you haven't already done so if you listen to these podcasts each and every week and you find value in them it only takes a few minutes it's a five-star rating really simple to do and uh, like i said uh, you know let me thank you in advance for uh, taking the time out to do so uh, also, for this week, some very exciting news, as you've probably heard from the top of the show, that this episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Jobber Software. So I'd like to welcome Jobber Software uh, officially as a uh, sponsor to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I really do appreciate them uh, coming on board and supporting me and enabling me uh, to uh, continue to bring you guys this weekly content. So uh, really uh, appreciate Jobber coming on. Uh, I think it'll be a fantastic uh, partnership. And uh, we wanted to do something a bit different than just having uh, those uh, sort of static uh, ad reads that you hear on some podcasts uh, where it's just repetitive each and every week. We wanted to, uh, you know, uh, make it educational for you guys each and every week. So what we came up with was having a new segment each and every week on each episode called uh, Your Jobber Minute. So basically, uh, we're going to come up with some questions that we know that are pertinent for somebody in the lawn care business uh, industry uh, that's looking for software. And uh, we're basically each week going to cover one question. So uh, nothing over the top, just a quick, uh, you know, question and answer uh, sort of segment. Uh, but that'll keep it um, educational for you guys and keep it interesting each and every week. So it's not the same uh, sort of repetitive thing that you're hearing each and every week uh, through the course of the next few months. So um, like I said, just want to thank uh, Jobber for their uh, support of the 
Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. So with that being said, it's time for this week's Jobber Minute. So on the line, we have Marae from Jobber. Hi, Marae. Welcome to the podcast. So this week's question is, what's the best way for lawn care pros to invoice? Monthly invoicing for weekly clients seems logical, but it's really time consuming. Is there a better way? Great question, Julio. This is actually one we get a lot. When it comes to invoicing for regular clients, monthly is the better option. Think about the customer experience. The more invoices and paperwork that they have to deal with, the more likely they're going to put it off and delay that payment. So if you're using Jobber, you can see a running list of all the available jobs for invoicing, batch invoice them all at once, then send them out in a couple clicks. It's literally a few clicks a month. You'll save time on your end and you'll provide a better customer service experience. And at the end of the day, you'll get paid faster because your clients will appreciate the professionalism and feel less overwhelmed. That makes a lot of sense and actually aligns with my belief that you should provide a super simple lawn service, one that doesn't overcomplicate things and makes it very easy for clients to do business with you. So hey, Lawn Care Nation, if you want to find out more about Jobber and see what Jobber can do for you and your lawn care business, head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash Jobber and get 20% off your first six months. So I'm going to play the podcast announcements and we'll get into this week's episode in its entirety right after this. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at lawncarebusinesssuccess. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments, and you can cancel any time. And get this, even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. Okay, so this week I wanted to talk about working through adversity. Now, uh, this is a subject uh, that, uh, you know, isn't talked about a lot um, when you see whether it's YouTubers and YouTube videos or podcasts um, or any other content that you find uh, when it comes to or social media in general. Uh, you always hear about the good stuff. You always hear about, um, how guys are, um, you know, killing it out there. They're, uh, making money hand over fist and, uh, all of the services that they provide and the jobs that they're tackling and, uh, all that sort of stuff. But, uh, very rarely do you hear about, uh, sort of the other end of that, uh, the bad side, the negative side, um, the side where, um, you as a single owner operator could be faced with a situation where, um, you know, you could be either, uh, injured or a family member injured or hurt or sick. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you're not prepared, uh, for that, um, that you have to, um, you know, carry the burden of having to service all of your clients with this added stress, with this added, um, you know, uh, adversity that you're, uh, currently facing. 
Now, uh, ironically, um, Martin uh, Safidi from Mowing and Growing in Australia, uh, he's been uh, dealing with some adversity uh, the last uh, couple of months now. Now, obviously, for those of you in uh, North America, um, you know, uh, those guys that are in Australia, um, their seasons are basically reversed uh, from what we see here. So our winter is their summer. So, uh, down there in Australia, Martin is, uh, working away. He's mowing, uh, all of those acreage properties that he does. And, uh, he was, uh, coming across some serious back pain. Uh, and, uh, I believe, um, also some sci- sciatica, uh, in, uh, you know, down his leg and, uh, was causing, um, you know, some very, uh, excruciating pain for him. And he was documenting it all through his YouTube videos and showing a lot of times where he was, um, you know, on the ground and in pain. Now, if you listened uh, to episode, I believe it was 189, where I interviewed Martin, we discussed a lot of this at length, um, a lot of the struggles uh, that he went through. Uh, and, uh, you know, we just, uh, talked, uh, about this, uh, generally how, uh, you know, as a single owner operator, uh, that, uh, these are the things that you face sometimes. And Martin was talking about, uh, if you watch some of his videos, how, you know, his plan, um, was to, uh, start hiring, um, you know, teams of people to, uh, and to train them and to have, uh, you know, crews and guys be able to uh, take on this work. And that way that would lift the burden on himself having to, you know, take care of all of those customers' properties, having to service all of those acreages each and every uh, week. And, um, you know, we talked about how um, his young son uh, stepped up to the plate and uh, was helping the family out. His son, uh, I believe, was uh, is 16 years old, his uh, Mar- uh, son Samuel, and uh, he was uh, stepping out, to, uh, stepping up to help dad, to take care uh, of uh, some of the mowing, uh, you know, that he could um, uh, for his uh, father and for the business. Now, uh, he also had an employee, uh, that was, uh, working with him in the beginning, um, there. But I believe too that, um, you know, some of these guys, they just couldn't, uh, take the amount of work. They just couldn't cope with it. They couldn't handle, um, the amount of work. And we discussed how, um, you know, his son, who was only 16, was, uh, you know, stepping up to the plate, was doing all of this work. Um, basically being dropped right into the middle of it and doing it all without complaint. While grown men around him, uh, these employees were dropping like flies. Um, so, you know, I just, uh, we talked about uh, how that showed the character of his son. But, uh, you know, in part of his video, um, in one of the videos, I, I remember him, uh, you know, he was going through a bunch of treatments. He was uh, taking the camera with him in doctor's appointments and things like that. And, uh, you know, like I said, documenting his, uh, you know, the current adversity that he was going through, this uh, current back pain. And he was talking about how, um, you know, he felt uh, so helpless. Um, you know, you could see it in these videos uh, that he felt like he had missed the boat, basically, that he had made these plans to hire these teams of people to have crews uh, so that 
he wouldn't be in a position like that and that people had told him that, uh, you know, these are things that he should be doing. And he, you know, basically uh, just took too long to implement uh, this sort of stuff. And uh, now he found himself in the position that everybody had told him or warned him about, basically. Um, that uh, now he, you know, here he was, single owner operator and uh, in a bunch of pain. And he couldn't, um, uh, you know, manage to get his own work done. And that uh, all of that stress and... Uh, uh, you know, pressure of uh, your business, your income, and and with his business, both his uh, his wife and him both work in the business. So it's not like his wife has another income uh, or anything like that. Uh, you know, they their income comes solely from the business. His wife handles all of the. Um, office work, the paperwork, uh, all of that sort of stuff, and uh, Martin is out there mowing. So, you know, in a case like that, if you don't have the the person out there mowing, it makes it very difficult, obviously, to then earn an income and also the stress that goes along with that. Now, ironically, uh, Martin put out a video just recently uh, and uh, he basically uh, did a motivational video uh where he took part of our podcast uh, interview and uh, he kind of... Uh, you know, uh, edit it together with all of the sort of the uh, best motivational parts uh, that we were talking about, how, you know, you, uh, you know, embrace the struggle and you work through the pain. It was a really good video. He put it through uh, with some music and he put it with some footage of himself that he had taken um, going through all of that pain. And, uh, you know, ironically, um, you know, like I said, he took a part of the, uh, podcast interview that we talked about, uh, and, um, where we talked about, uh, dealing with all this pain. And I talked about how last year, um, you know, I myself dealt with, uh, uh, constant bouts of gout, um, where my foot would get, uh, completely swollen. I couldn't even get, um, uh, you know, shoes on at certain times, as you know, certain specific shoes, uh, for example, uh, Cujo Yardware had sent me, uh, you know, a set of their shoes to try on and, uh, to test out and do a review on. And they arrived, uh, the week that I ended up getting one of the worst bouts of gout that I'd ever had, uh, in my right foot. And, uh, my foot got so swollen that, uh, once the shoes arrived, I couldn't even get them on my foot because the Cujos are very, uh, form fitting. Um, they're designed specifically like that so that, uh, you don't get grass and debris going down and into your boot. Uh, so they're specifically designed for doing yard work uh, and have those features. But when, uh, you know, you have a foot that is uh, ballooning, um, it makes it very difficult to even get your foot uh, inside the boot. So that was, uh, you know, a difficult situation for me. And it went on. Uh, I, I got the gout um, basically towards the last um I can't remember if it was either June or July, um, but it went on through till the end of the season. It was literally months long. There were some days that were better than others, but it was constant pain there um, and constantly taking um, 
you know, over the counter medications like, uh, naproxen and stuff like that, uh, sometimes taking over, um, what I needed or what the recommended dosage was, um, just to get some sort of relief and to be able to get to work because, the reality is, is that, you know, being a single owner operator, if I can't get to work, if I can't finish those, uh, get those jobs done, then I'm, I'm letting all of those clients that are relying on me, all of those clients that pay the bills, let alone not being able to make money, but, you know, just letting those clients down. Now, I'm sure, of course, a lot of those clients are going to understand the situation. It's, it's out of your control, uh, to a certain extent, but you know, it, uh, it is just something that you have to think about. But when you are young, uh, through your younger years, at least, you know, speaking from my own personal experience, uh, I've been, you know, in the lawn care game now for, uh, this is my 14th season. Uh, so, when you're young, you're, uh, seemingly uh, feel like you're invincible, that nothing, you know, will happen to you. And, uh, as you get older, then of course these things, uh, start to, uh, creep up. And, uh, you know, it becomes more and more, uh, commonplace. Now, ironically, this, like I said, uh, you know, that video came out and, uh, that uh, Martin put out talking about uh this uh you know motivational sort of parts of our uh podcast episode and um i have been uh you know this is the beginning of the season here and i've been going through my own adversity at the same time uh and again it's uh health related uh but this time it's not gout uh but uh ironically the same foot um so i did my first cuts of the year uh there uh in march uh, uh basically the third week of march and what i do normally every year if you listen to my uh, uh episode last week where i talk about uh you know the spring and sort of you know what steps i take in the spring uh basically to recap is i do when i visit uh, clients lawns for the first time i do the very first cut of the season and uh you know uh, i put down uh, the moss control fertilizer down after that first cut and what i generally will do is i'll skip the next week the following week for everybody uh because it's still early in the season uh, you know, the lawns are just starting to get, uh, kind of shaggy looking and stuff. And I do the first cut and the lawn still hasn't, they, they haven't kicked in yet. They haven't, um, grown enough at that point after that first cut to justify a visit the following week. So basically what I do, like I said, is I do that first cut. I put that fertilizer down to, you know, give it a kickstart, hopefully. And then by the uh, second week after that, um, so I do the cut, I skip the next week and then I come back the third week, I cut it again. And from there on, I do weekly visits for everybody. So what happened this time around, uh, was that, uh, I did those first cuts. I did that fertilizer and I skipped the, that second week. And, uh, this also lined up with a spring break here. So the first, uh, the spring break here for my kids, uh, was, uh, here we have two weeks. So that first week of spring break uh, was the week that I was actually cutting. Uh, and then the second week of spring break, uh, was that week that I was going to take off. 
And, uh, you know, we decided to go away with the kids. Uh, my wife was off as well. And uh, so we went away and everything was fine until the following the Wednesday of that week, uh, where I woke up with a bit of uh, tightness in the Achilles tendon of my right uh, foot. And uh, so... You know, I just uh, thought it was kind of weird because I hadn't uh, uh, basically uh, done any mowing uh, since the following Thursday when I finished out uh, that first week uh, of doing all the mowing. So I thought, okay, you know, just a random kind of thing. It's been a few days that I haven't worked, so it's kind of strange. I don't remember doing anything uh, to my foot specifically or pulling it or anything like that. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, these things happen, whatever, no big deal. Uh, the problem is that it progressively got worse and worse to the point and, and very quickly to the point where I was basically uh, bedridden again, where I couldn't even walk. I couldn't even put weight down on my foot because the tendon was was so uh, angry, uh, I like to call it. Uh, it was so mad um, that, uh, you know, I couldn't bear to even put any weight on it. And I was back to using crutches again. Uh, so I was trying to be careful. I was uh, starting to take painkillers again, uh, anticipating or hoping that the pain would, you know, at least subside before I would need to return back that third week to start the regular weekly cutting again. Unfortunately, this didn't happen. And that, uh, you know, Achilles tendon remained to be, uh, you know, very sore. Now, this only gets agitated when you have to go and mow a bunch of lawns. Uh, and, uh, you know, with my Apple Watch each day, it was uh, tracking my steps. And uh, I think the uh, first day back there for the regular weekly cutting, um, it says I walked about 13 kilometers. The second day was another 13 kilometers. And then the third day of mowing, I did uh, 10 kilometers. Uh, so as you can imagine... After each of those days, after the first day, my uh, Achilles tendon was done again. It was, uh, you know, completely flared up. Um, you know, by the time I would get uh, home and get uh, my shoes off, um, you know, and I would uh, take a shower and try to rest a bit, it would just completely lock up. You know, I could barely walk again. I'd be on crutches in the evening again, uh, popping, uh, you know, uh, naproxen again, trying to relieve some of the pain and some of the inflammation. The next morning would be the same. I couldn't even get out of bed uh, without my crutches uh, and would make, wake my way downstairs to have some breakfast uh, and would try all sorts of different things using, uh, you know, ice, using heat pads, things like that. And I found the heat pads helped a little bit to loosen up the tendon uh, and raising my heel a bit would help as well. Um, so, you know, I would get to work and those first few lawns, uh, each day were just a struggle, uh, to get done. I was going, you know, so slow. I was, you know, I probably, uh, to somebody, some bystander on the street, I'd probably look like a zombie or something, you know, with a, a walk with one leg sort of dragging the other uh, leg behind me sort of thing. Uh, you know, that zombie walk, um, as I'm trying to, uh, avoid putting any pain on it. I had my foot sideways cause it would, it wouldn't hurt as much because I wouldn't be going through the full rolling motion of your foot from the ball of your 
foot to your heel, um, which would stretch the tendon out and would cause a lot more pain. So I would put my foot sideways. So I'd be walking with one foot normal and the other foot completely sideways because then it wouldn't do the rolling motion. Um, There's kind of like a pirate's peg leg. And, uh, that, uh, you know, only worsen the problem because you're not, uh, then stretching out that, uh, particular uh, tendon and it would become tighter especially with all of the repetitive motion of uh, constantly walking and uh, the area that I live in is quite hilly uh, there's lots of um, hills and a lot of the residential streets are on hills and uh, you know I'd be mowing lawns that uh, would be on hills and you know there was nothing I could do about it and this only agitated the problem more because there'd be you know either going down the hill or up the hill pushing the mower or the trimmer and uh you know your tendon would be stretched out more and it was just this constant pain and the stress that i started to think about was that here i am i've got this tendon it's one thing with gout um when i had the gout you know i got the pain it was excruciating at times the pain i would take the painkillers and i would just work and i would work through it my, you know, the problem with the Achilles tendon this time around wasn't so much the pain, uh, because the pain was not worse than the gout. Uh, it was probably on par with the, the gout. I couldn't, you know, barely put my foot down. Um, but I could work through the pain. The overwhelming, uh, fear that I had was that with the tendon is that I would overwork it and cause it to rupture. And then I would be in, you know, a pretty bad pickle because, you know, once the the tendon ruptures, then, uh, you know, surgery is required and you can, you know, talk about months and months of recovery before you can even walk, uh, you know, again. And uh, basically, you know, all I could see or think of at that point was, you know, there goes my business. There goes, you know, everything I've worked for because, you know, you are doing your lawn care and, you know, I've talked about how wonderful a lot of my clients are and they are absolutely. They've, you know, a lot of them have been with me for years and I have no issues with them paying the bills and, uh, you know, in most cases, uh, they ask me to do work. They don't even ask me how much uh, the work will cost. They just say, you know, can you trim these hedges for me? Can you, um, you know, prune these plants for me or whatever the case may be. And they don't even ask me how much it is. They just say, Hey, just put it on my credit card at the end of the month. And like I say, it's, those are wonderful customers. Those are the types of customers that over the years I have, uh, strived to, try to get more of. Now, here I am in a position worrying about, you know, if I'm pushing it to, you know, I'm trying to keep these customers happy. I'm trying to, uh, you know, keep up my end of the bargain. Their end of the bargain was they hired me and they gave me their credit card and trusted me with their credit card. And I go out and do the work and I my end of the bargain is that, Hey, I, you know, will be there every week. You can rely on me. You can count on me. I'm going to do a good job and I'm going to take pride in my work and I'm going to treat your lawn as if it were my own. 
that's my end of the bargain. And I'm going to be here rain or shine regardless, um, because we don't have rain days off here. There's just too much rain throughout the year that, uh, you know, you can't take a rain day off. So, you know, this is my promise to those clients. And my worry right away was, you know, if my tendon ruptures and I have to go through the rehabilitation process, then what happens to my business? Because I don't have anybody else that works with me. I don't have employees that can, I can entrust to, uh, you know, take up those, you know, take the reins and, uh, fill in for me to let me uh, give myself chance to recover. Now, this is the worst possible time for something like this to happen. I've always, you know, in the last few years have had issues as I've gotten older, um, you know, medical issues, uh, like the gout and stuff like that. And a lot of the stuff, like I said, uh, has happened more and more as I've gotten older. Now, ironically, on a side note here, um, as, uh, you know, some of you guys may or may not know, I'm a big soccer fan. I love, uh, soccer. My kids play soccer. Uh, and, uh, you know, we like to watch the local, uh, major league soccer team here, uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps. And, uh, ironically tonight, um, they were playing against the LA Galaxy. The LA Galaxy were here, um, in Vancouver playing a game. And, uh, I had, uh, actually tickets to the game, but, uh, decided to, uh, let my, uh, daughter go with, uh, uh, my wife. I was going to go with my wife tonight as sort of a date night. Um, and, uh, my daughter, uh, was going to have a soccer practice tonight, uh, but her practice, uh, got canceled. So I thought, okay, you know, what? I'm going to let her use my ticket, go with her mom because I can't, uh, really walk. I want to rest, uh, my, uh, tendon at the moment. So ironically, the point of this, uh, piece of the story was, uh, that, uh, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, or Ibrahimovic, I should say, uh, was coming to town with the LA Galaxy. Now, a lot of you guys know, uh, who he is, uh, you know, world-class soccer player. And, uh, he too had been going through injuries over the past few seasons, uh, to the f- uh, fact that he would not play on turf uh, fields. And, uh, because we have such a rainy, uh, weather here and climate, um, and the soccer season, um, you know, goes all the way into the fall, uh, the stadium is an indoor stadium, uh, that our MLS team plays in. And so it's a turf field. So for the first, uh, you know, since, uh, Imer Hibovic, uh, got, uh, into the major league soccer, I believe last year, uh, he refused to play on any uh, turf fields because of, uh, uh, coming off of a knee, uh, injury. So the, uh, tonight's game, they were in town and the big news was that this was going to be the first game that he was, uh, going to be playing on turf and that he felt well enough now that he could play on turf. So this was the first game that he was playing on turf. And he said, uh, that, uh, you know, I think his Twitter or something was something like, uh, yes, uh, you know, uh, Vancouver can expect to see me there and, uh, and every other turf game this season. Um, because like I said, he was known to not want to play on turf, uh, and to refuse to play on turf. In fact, um, 
I believe uh, last year he was, uh, you know, part of the, uh, major league soccer, like all star game that was also being hosted on turf. And he refused to go because of that, uh, and got fined or something. So anyways, long story short, uh, he, uh, you know, was coming to town and to playing and he indeed showed up and played on turf. And I was reading a story about, um, uh, him and uh, what he was uh, uh, saying about it. And uh, he was talking about, uh, you know, the things that he's been uh, going through and uh, the injuries. And he basically said that, you know, somebody was asking um, if he felt well enough to play uh, if he was at 100%. And he said that, uh, you know, after 30, uh, you never get to be 100% anymore. And that uh, the pain just moves around to different parts of your body and you just uh, learn to manage it. So when I read that, I was kind of laughing because I was like, that's exactly how I am. If it's not my, uh, you know, ever since for me, you know, I noticed it when I hit 40 and I used to always, I always tell a joke when my uh, customers uh, ask me how I'm doing. And I always make the joke of, you know, now I know what it, why all professional athletes retire at my age. Uh, because, you know, your body just can't keep up. Uh, your, your mind thinks you're young. Your mind still thinks you can do all the stuff you could do when you were younger, but your body can't. Uh, so it's funny to read this from, you know, a world class athlete who has the best training regiment, the best, you know, trainers available, uh, you know, physiotherapy and doctors and, you know, probably the best nutritionists and all that sort of stuff saying that, you know, at his age, after 30, even with his body being so athletically conditioned that you can never be at 100% anymore and that there's always something that hurts. Uh, and it's just about uh, managing that pain. So I thought that was uh, pretty funny. Uh, that, uh, you know, I found, uh, some humor in that, uh, relating that to my own, uh, you know, self, because whether it's my gout or, you know, it's my knees that flare up or, um, you know, my wrists or other, you know, parts, there's always something that's happening. So with that being said, the point of this, um, you know, episode is just to, you know, highlight that those sorts of things are possible. And it doesn't mean just worrying about getting old. It can be an injury that happens. It can be, uh, you know, you trip and fall, you break a leg, um, you break a hip. You know, there's a lot of things that can happen both during work and outside of work that can, you know, deem yourself unable to continue working in your lawn care business. And in those situations, you have to think what happens now? Like I said, I've always had, you know, some sort of medical type issue to deal with um, ever since, you know, I hit that sort of 40 year old age, but it's always been traditionally at the end of the season in that sort of end of September when we have a month left to go. And it's like, you know, just let me um, bear through it for the last month. And, uh, you know, last year was the first year where it was like, wow, this is like, uh, you know, it's a lot longer this time. It hit me, um, you know, in that July time and I had to carry through with ongoing pain all the way to the end. Now you come off the winter and I was feeling really good. And, uh, you know, 
I get into, uh, you know, the first week, first set of mowings, and here I am back in the same position where, uh, you know, different issue, but back in the, you know, in a position where it's, it's a lot of pain again and having to manage that and having to deal with crutches and things like that and worrying about each and every morning thinking, you know, I would literally get out of bed and think, get on the crutches. I'd go to the washroom and I would just think to myself, I have no idea how I'm going to mow all of the lawns that I have on the schedule for today. Like I can barely walk 10 feet right now. Uh, you know, I have no idea. And just through perseverance and managing the pain, some painkillers, like I say, using some heat pads and things like that, slowly trying to, uh, work it and then just going through the pain. Um, just, uh, you know, uh, dealing with it the best I can and just adjusting. Of course, I'm not working at the same pace that I was. In fact, there was one day this week where I got to the halfway point of my mowing and, uh, the mower turned off. And I thought, that's strange. Like, why would the mower turned off? Um, you know, it was, I was in the middle of the mow and it was almost like it ran out of gas. And I was like, that's strange. Usually on this run, of lawns, I can get to pretty much the last house of the day before I need to fill up the tank of fuel again. Um, so it can't be the fuel, you know, something else must be going on. Maybe the carburetor's clogged or something like that. And, uh, so I took the gas cap off just to take a peek and I had filled it first thing in the morning before the first house. And like I say, that tank will last me throughout the whole day, usually on the 21 inch more to get, uh, uh, that string of houses up for that particular route done for that day. And, uh, I opened the cap and it was bone dry and I was only at the halfway point. And then I realized it's because I'm taking twice as long today to mow these lawns. I'm hobbling. Of course, it's going to burn more fuel. It's just sitting here running, uh, for twice the amount of time. Uh, you know, while I take step by step by step, slowly, uh, limping along, getting these lawns done. So it was funny because even in that point, even with the the pain and, and hobbling along, I wasn't thinking that I was taking a long time, but obviously I was taking a long time because I only got to the halfway point before I burned through the fuel that normally I can do the whole uh, route with. So just things that you need to think about in advance to start planning for, to have contingency plans that you can, um, you know, look to help, look for things that you can do to keep that business running in the event that you get injured or say, uh, maybe one of your kids, God forbid, gets sick or something and has to stay home from school for a extended period of time or something like that. Say they get chicken pox or something like that. And you know, you have to stay home for a week. What do you do then? Do you have people that you can rely on? to get that, uh, you know, business going without you being there? Can you step away from your business and continue to have that business prosper and earn you income? So this is probably one of the, you know, biggest reasons. And like I said, uh, Martin, uh, from mowing and growing, uh, you know, had that idea, had that same train of thought of, Hey, I need to hire uh, some people to help me out here in the 
case that something were to happen in the future. And lo and behold, you know, something did happen. Um, and you know, many of you have reached out to me as well. I've had, uh, just this week, I had a message from somebody on Instagram asking me about, um, you know, how I did through the pain. They said, you know, I saw a post that you talked about your foot was swollen, that you had uh, gout, um, you know, how did you get through your lawns? Did it, was it not painful? Um, you know, going through it and they talked about how they're uh, going through an ankle issue uh, and that it's been four months uh, and that uh, they are, uh, you know, uh, just trying to deal with it, but it's so painful. And I talked to them and gave them some encouragement and just told them that, Hey, you know, that's what I went through. It was a ton of pain. I worked through it. I just, you know, did the best that I could. I managed the pain like, you know, that I could, uh, and just try to, uh, you know, seek out some medical attention, go see a physiotherapist, uh, and things like that. I did that myself this morning. Um, went to see a physiotherapist, got the full, uh, treatment. Ironically, when I got there, you know, they asked me what was going on. I told them about my angry Achilles tendon, uh, and, uh, he started checking me out and, uh, uh, he said, uh, your, uh, pelvic area is completely out of alignment. And then he was looking at the ankle, uh, that had the, the tendon issue. And he's like, your, uh, ankle joint is all jacked up. It's all, you know, out of uh, control here. We're going to have to address all this before we can even you know, look at the tendon. So he was doing all this, uh, stuff to, you know, get my joints, my bones all back into alignment. Uh, and, uh, you know, he got all that done and then started working on the tendon and doing some, uh, uh, I don't know if it's acupuncture or things like that, but giving me some needles in the back of my calf muscle that were all tight from compensating uh, on the walking. But the point is, is that, you know, just trying to, deal with it, to manage it. And, uh, that's why, uh, you know, I chose tonight not to go to the game, uh, to see, uh, Ibrahimovic's, uh, debut here in Vancouver and his first game on turf here. And I chose to, uh, you know, let my wife and daughter go instead. And, uh, you know, while I sat uh, at home watching it on TV and just resting, uh, you know, this, uh, tendon and icing it and stuff, taking uh, basically doctor's orders and, uh, trying to stay off of it so I can be ready to, uh, you know, uh, be the best, uh, you know, that it can for uh, the coming week when I got to get back to Mo and then I'll go and see, uh, uh, the uh, doctor again and let him work on, uh, uh, it again and, uh, we'll work through it. But a lot to, as these issues happen more and more, you know, I start to think more and more about, you know, is this, a sign. Should I be stepping out of my comfort zone? And I know I've talked about this in the past, but should I be talking, you know, stepping out of my comfort zone and hiring teams and looking at that, um, and looking for things, you know, hiring employees and stuff so that I can, uh, better protect myself or my business, I should say, in the case that something like this happens. Uh, you know, what if, you know, something like that were to happen? Like I said, my, my customers, are wonderful. They're fantastic. But, you know, here it is April. At the peak season, basically, the start of the peak season, those lawns, when I went back and was suffering through them, were, you know, some of them were so tall and green already from that fertilizer and so lush, 
because of the rain we have and the, you know, the sunshine was shining bright that, uh, you know, even as wonderful as customers are, you, I couldn't expect them to wait months for me if something like a, you know, a ruptured Achilles tendon were to happen. And that's why I mean, like, then you're in a predicament. They, they would have to find somebody to mow their lawns, which isn't an issue. I'm sure they would be able to find somebody and there's plenty of companies out there. But the problem is what happens when you heal? What happens when you're back and ready to go? Can you expect those clients to come back? No matter how many years of service. Now, in some cases, you know, you could send a message to them and say, hey, I'm back at it. I'm feeling great and all that sort of stuff. And some of them may not be pleased with their current provider, especially if you've been servicing them for years. They may be like, you know, no problem. Some of them may say, hey, that's great. But you know what? We're going to finish off the season with this person and then we'll come back with you. And some of them just may decide that, hey, that's not fair to this other guy. He's been doing just as good as a job as you were doing. And uh, we have no complaints and it's not fair to them to, you know, for us to drop them now to go back to you. Um, you know, what if, uh, your something happens again. What if you have some other issue that happens? And this guy's a uh, you know, nice young guy and he's uh, got no issues uh, with uh, any medical problems or anything like that. So, you know, a lot like, that's what I mean, that your customers can be as great as mine are, but you can't expect them to stick around. It's peak season. That grass is not going to stop growing because, you know, my Achilles tendon is uh, being angry at the moment Um, or, you know, if it gets ruptured or something like that, or, you know, you throw out your back or you blow out your knee or something like that. Uh, So just keep in mind this, even if you're like a younger guy that, uh, you know, it doesn't have to, not necessarily with growing older, but as you grow older, these things are more predictable that, uh, uh, your body is going to wear out, that it's, it's not going to be able to keep up. And, uh, you need to have those contingency plans in place, um, beforehand. So this is one of those cases of, uh, you know, uh, do as I say, don't do as I do, uh, because, you know, I've been a single owner operator. I love it. I like not having employees. But this is one of those cases where, you know, it comes to a point and you see that, you know, that cross in the road for people where they that they get that fork in the road where people get to and they think, you know, it's just too much now. And I've seen it with other guys where they get to this point and the injuries start to become more and more um regular and they finally decide to throw in the towel that uh, you know they're not willing to do the employees they're not willing to uh grow the company in that respect and so they decided you know what year after year it's just getting more and more injuries it's time to change it up as much as i love doing it it's time to uh, do something different so uh that's it for this week guys here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business Bye for now.